Canto 7, Chapter 12 The Four Ashramas and How to Leave the Body Shri Narada said, A celibate student, living for the sake of his teacher only at the residence of the Guru, should behave like a submissive servant and be firm in his friendship for his master. Both in the evening and in the morning he should worship the Guru, the fire, the sun, and the best one of enlightenment, Lord Vishnu, being absorbed in silently murmuring his prayer, the Gayatri, during those junctions of the day. When called by the spiritual master, he should, orderly beginning and ending, offer his obeisances with his head at the lotus feet and study the mantras. With a straw rope around his waist, garments of deer skin and matted hair, he should gather kusha grass for sitting and carry a rod, a water pot and a sacred thread as is prescribed. In the morning and the evening he should go out to collect alms and offer all that he collected to the guru. He should eat when it is permitted or otherwise fast at times. He should behave politely, eat according to necessity, be industrious, be faithful and believe in the words of the Guru, have his senses under control and only relate to the other sex and to men controlled by women as far as is needed. Anyone who is not a householder, a Kriyasta, and respects the great vow, must refrain from addressing women because the agitating senses easily carry away the mind of a renunciate. Brushing the hair, massaging, bathing, rubbing the body with oil and such is something that a young student should never accept from the wife of the guru when she is young. The other sex is like fire to the pot of butter that a man is. When he lives alone he should only associate with women, even with his own daughter, as far as it does good, is properly settled, is useful. For as long as one is not aware of this sexual duality, and that one can do something to master this consideration of thus being identified, one cannot be sure of self-realization. The above described directions of the Guru for the householder apply equally to the renunciant soul, be it that the householder can have sexual intercourse for a certain period of time. Those who have taken the vow of celibacy must give it up to make up their eyes, massage the head and the body, crave after the female image, to eat meat, indulge in intoxicating beverages, wear flower garlands, make use of scents or scented ointments, and to decorate themselves with jewelry. This way, residing under the care of a guru, they who started a new life as a dvija, attained by their studies, as far as their talent would allow, a proper understanding of the Vedas, their Shastric supplements and adherent Upanishad philosophies. They reward the Guru according to his wishes and then with his permission leave him to enter either a household life as a Grihastha or enter the forest as a Vanaprastha or to occupy a withdrawn position in society or else renounce all and or stay there to become a sannyasi like him. Adakshadja resides in the fire, in the guru, in oneself and in every other living entity. 
he, the one beyond it all, one should consider as both having entered the living beings with everything that belongs to him, as also existing there beforehand as not having entered them. When one lives this way in devotion as a celibate student, as a householder, a withdrawn person or as someone renouncing the world, one becomes conversant with the wisdom of Sanatana Dharma and attains the transcendental reality of the Absolute Truth. Let me now explain to you the rules and regulations for leading a retired life, for being a Vanaprastha as approved by the seers, in respect of which a saintly person without difficulty is promoted to the world of the sages, Maharloka, O King. He should not eat grains from cultivated fields, nor that what is not ripe from non-cultivated fields. He must also not eat grains or ripe and raw produce that was cooked. It is prescribed that the Vanaprashta should eat what has ripened naturally by the sun. From the naturally grown grains and fruits the forest provides, he should prepare cakes that can be offered and obtaining new produce, the old stock should be given up. Enduring the snow, the wind, the fire, the rain and the sunshine, he should only take shelter of a thatched cottage or a cave for the sake of keeping a sacrificial fire. He should also be unconcerned about the hair on his head matted in locks, about the hair on his body, his nails, his facial hair and the dirt on his body. He should have a water pot, a deerskin, a rod, tree bark to cover himself and utensils for the fire. He should remain in the forest for twelve years, eight years, four years or else for two years or one year only as a saintly, thoughtful man in such a way that he does not lose his mind because of having to endure too much hardship. When he, because of disease or old age, cannot perform his duties any longer for advancing in knowledge and his spiritual life, he must refrain from taking food. Placing the fire element within himself, he should give up the false self of being identified with the body and, as good as possible, fully merge with the complete of the elements he is composed of. To lead his functions back to their causes, he merges the apertures of his body with the sky, his different vital airs with the air, his body heat with the fire, his blood, mucus and urine with water, and the remainder of his heart tissues he merges with the earth. Speech and its organ belong to the god of fire. The hands and their dexterity belong to Indra. The legs and their power to move belong to Vishnu, and the genitals with their sexual desire belong to the Prajapati. The rectum and its bowel activity is of Marichu, and the oral sense associated with the sounds should be assigned to the deities of the directions. Touch and its organ belong to the wind god, Vayu, Eyesight, along with its forms, O king, one should assign to the sun, and the tongue and its rule belong to water, while smell and its odors should be consigned to the earth. The mind and its desires belong to Chandra, 
the intelligence and its subject matter belong to the supreme one of education, Brahma, the false ego of the I and mine actions and its karma belong to Rudra, Shiva, the consciousness and its concept of existence belong to the knower of the field, the soul, and the modes and their modifications belong to the beyond. The identification with the element of earth must be led back to the water, the water to the lights of the luminaries, the brightness to the air, the air to the sky, the sky to the material conception of life, the false ego to that what constitutes the material energy, the complete of the cosmic reality, the Mahatattva, and that reality dissolves into the primary state of nature, the unmanifested energy of Pradhana, which also has its source, the imperishable Supersoul. Thus, understanding that the imperishable soul, consisting of nothing but the consciousness that remains after this merging, is of the same quality as the Supersoul, one's individual isolated existence ceases like firewood that has been consumed by fire.